Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You're listening to the best of Kevin and Query on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Kevin and Query on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. 14.7, his averaging finish on the road course at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. That's going to significantly jump up. Mark James, help bring home Alex Below. Uh, with American Legion sponsorship on one of the side pods, he is a likable young driver, and he will come off of turn number 14 and see the twin checkers in the air. Alex Below, a dominant run. He led 53 laps on the day. He goes to victory lane by 16 seconds over Pato Award. Mark James on the call for IndyCar Radio on Saturday. Alex Pillow in dominating fashion winning the GMR Grand Prix of Indianapolis and now it is on to the Indianapolis 500 mile race and the Spaniard now joins us on the Payless Liquors hotline. Alex Pillow, I will begin with the uh, question that everybody wants to know and that is you have had a tradition of eating Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Fried chicken dinners when you win a race. Did you enjoy fried chicken on Saturday? And if so, from where? Absolutely. How are we doing, guys? Thank you for having me. Um, well, we had a little bit of uh, dinner at home. So um, some of my family members uh, are here already to um, to enjoy the, the Indy 500. And we just ordered a little bit at home to, to celebrate and, and continue the tradition. But yeah, super excited of, uh, of last weekend. Uh, couldn't be a better start for the 10 car uh, for the month of May. Alex, I was joking with Jake at the start of the show. I'm like, a 16-second win, that's like something you see on the F1 front. You've had a dominant win before, but again, it's not something that's been the norm this season in IndyCar. Uh, How surprised were you by the gap? And I guess, when did you know that you had such a dominant car and and certainly a dominant strategy? Um, Well, honestly, we we had an amazing car since we got there. Uh, We've always been quite fast, but not... Uh, this fast, honestly, at, at the road course. Um, but yes, in practice one, we, we felt that we were really good. And then during the warm-up, we actually struggled a little bit on, on the soft car compound. Uh, so we went for a completely different strategy to to start um, compared to our competitors, and it paid off. So yeah, we, we just had a clean day. Um, the crew was amazing on the pit stops. Uh, the strategy calls were on point, and we could just uh, push as much as we wanted, and that's why we opened such a big gap. That yeah, it's maybe not what uh, we're used to in IndyCar, but uh, once you have uh, those days that everything falls off uh, perfectly for you, it was it was uh, pretty easy to do. Alex, I remember in your rookie year in the IndyCar series, you're driving for Dale Coyne. It was a such an odd year anyway because I think that was the COVID year if I'm not mistaken so like the season kind of yeah. gets delayed and you know we half the time there's no crowd you know we just it was very odd all of it and I recall running into you at mid-Ohio and saying to you you know what I know the results haven't been there but like I think you've been really impressive this year as a rookie and you said man I need a big result this weekend because I've got nothing for next year I got no sponsorship money I don't have anything in the hopper and you didn't have a great weekend. I, I can't remember what happened. You got punted or something. But yet the opportunity comes with Chip Ganassi, and then your career takes off. 
And we know for those that are unfamiliar, last year after your second year with Chip Ganassi was, of course, when you announced that you were going to be going to Arrow McLaren. That went to a litigation and your contract was such that you're still with Chip Ganassi and you're still winning races and seemingly working well with them. Has this all to an extent been at times almost too hard to handle because it has come so fast? Um, no, I mean, yeah, it's true that, uh, at mid Ohio that year, um, the situation was not great. Uh, didn't really have anything for the future and that weekend was going to be good for us in terms of result. We started third and got punted on turn one. So, um, it was a bit frustrating, but, uh, yeah, uh, chip, uh, personally and all the chicken ice racing team gave me the opportunity to, be on a on a winning uh winning car um and and we made it we we won the championship in 21 22 was tough as you said uh wasn't ideal the situation but uh yeah we're back to normal back to how we wanna uh work and and it's been a great start of the season uh we've been always there fighting um for for the races um and and, and we had the first win of the season um, these past weekend. So, yeah, we're looking strong and hopefully you can keep it going um, now for the 500. So will you engage in conversation with them regarding extending a contract with Ganassi or is it kind of an understood from all parties that at the end of the year you will likely be moving to other pastures? Um, well, it's it's still not uh, not 100% sure what, what we're going to do. I think from the experience that we had last year of uh, talking, uh, let's say outside um, outside the doors of the team, uh, we we know that it's better to keep it all internal, and, and when it's time to announce something, uh, we will do. It. But yeah, it's very early into the season. Um, we're focused on like each race weekend, and, and hopefully we can uh, keep on winning races. The focus for this week shifts to the Oval. Alex Pillow with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Alex, certainly a couple of years ago, quite the duel with Elio Castroneves late in that race. But I actually want to go back to maybe what, when, I guess, was the first time that you set eyes on the Oval at IMS? And what were your first impressions when you got out there on, on the track? Um, yeah, obviously it was... Um I mean, coming from Europe, you're not used to seeing ovals, but uh, when you go to IMS, it's something crazy on how big the, the track is, uh, everything, just like the atmosphere that you feel there. Unfortunately, when I first went into IMS, it was um, when, when the pandemic was hitting really hard and there was no fans allowed, which was pretty sad, but honestly, last year that... Uh, we almost had like full crowd. It was uh, it was amazing. I just had so much fun. Um, it's a race that I used to see when I was a kid from Europe. Um, a race that it's important worldwide that uh, you know that once you win that race, um, you're going to be part of history. Not in in the US, but uh, I would say motorsports in general. So uh, we we had some good races there. Um, last year was also a good one. Uh, the strategy didn't fall off perfectly for us, but still we had one of the fastest cars out there, um, and we were able to win with with Marcus for for the team, which was great, uh, great motivation for everybody. Uh, so yeah, hopefully 
uh, we can keep on knocking that door. Uh, it's a tough race. It's a very long race, and you need, honestly, a, a perfect day to 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 fight for the win at the end of the race. It might be too early to ask this question, and it might be a dumb question, so I apologize ahead. But like, if I were to tell you, all right, Alex, a week from Sunday, a hundred, we're on lap one eighty eight. What would be the perfect spot? that you would want to be in? Would you want to be in the lead or would you want to be second? Would you want to be third? Like, how do you kind of view potentially what, what could happen a week from Sunday and where that perfect spot would be with about 10 or 12 to go? Um, I would say always in the lead, uh, honestly. Um, you never know what's going to happen. If, if there's going to be um, a red flag or something that you, you always want to be in the lead. And once you're there, you know you can... Uh, just maybe play it a bit conservative and, and try and uh, defend here or there. Uh, but when you're in the lead, let's say that you can take more decisions. While if you're second, let's say, uh, which is always a good spot also to be like two or three laps to go, um, it's 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 tougher because it, it doesn't depend only on you. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can be up there uh, leading. That would be a perfect scenario. Otherwise, uh, it's it's one of those tracks that it doesn't matter until you cross the finish line. Like, um, yeah, everything can happen. Even uh, we saw some finishes uh, on the straight line, like 10 seconds before the or two seconds before the checklist check it like drops uh, you don't know who's gonna win so yeah uh, as long as we are in the top two three uh two laps to go i think we're gonna be in a good place to fight it alex i'm curious of this alex blows our guest on the payless cigars hotline you've been through three indy 500s now the first one we talked about kind of weird no fans you know there's a lot of weird stuff going on year two you're right there in the end battling it out with castro nevis fabulous finish Year three last year, you know, a top 10 team wins it. So it, it was a good month for you. But there's so much that goes into the 500. So I want to talk about having nothing to do with racing, totally outside of when you're in the cockpit of the car. In terms of the next two weeks, what's the thing that you actually find yourself getting most excited about? What's the most fun part of these next two weeks, whether it be the parade, whether it be appearances you have to make, whether it be like a dinner that you do. Talking What's your favorite us, part maybe? about it? Yeah, talking with us. What's your favorite part about the lead up to the Indy 500? Um, it's a special two, three weeks, man. Um, we got to do a lot of media stuff, which is super fun because it feels like everybody's super excited, the people interviewing, the people listening, yourself. I would say for me personally, uh, one of the coolest moments, I mean, everything is cool, but uh, one of my favorite moments uh, has to be the driver's parade. Um, it's just amazing, the atmosphere and the energy that you get from the fans, um, from the city itself. I think it's it's a great event. Um, my family is always there. They always come, so they make it extra uh, special. And then driver intros, man. Driver intros is the first time, like, you've, we've been here uh, for like three weeks at the IMS and there's a lot of people like um, this past weekend we had I think like 50,000 people which is quite a lot for uh, a one day event um, but then when you walk in on the driver intros for the first time and there's like 300,000 people in front of you you can feel the sound and they say your name and people normally they they, they are happy that they say every driver's name um, it's, it's really special so I would say that's my 
my two favorite moments, obviously the race, but uh, yeah, those are, it's just a special, special event uh, in general, as you can imagine. Have you ever had to sneeze during the race? I've always wondered what happens with that. Because, uh, um, honestly, I don't think like while driving fast, just because, um, I mean, I guess the adrenaline doesn't allow you to sneeze or something, but when there's, let's say, cautions um, and you relax a little bit more, uh, yeah, obviously we had, I had to sneeze and, and stuff like that, but yeah, uh, nothing more than that. So yeah. I'm pretty good. That'd be kind of messy in the helmet. Well, it, I, and Jake, I guess I blame you for this, but while we're on the bodily fluid um, talk, it, it went, Alex, when's the last time that you go to the bathroom on Sunday morning before race day, if you don't mind me asking? Right before you get in the car, probably. Yeah, I mean, as, as late as possible, um, but normally it's right after driver intros. Um, because before driver intros, we're all in the green room. Um, we are doing media stuff. Then you're waiting for driver intros. And then there might be a gap of like five to 10 minutes maximum before the anthem. Uh, so yeah, you need to run, try and get a, a bathroom that is not occupied and, and do the last one. But, uh, yeah, it's always hectic for all the drivers. Normally, we see each other waiting uh, to try and get <laughs> the turn there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's important to do it. I mean, we have to be really hydrated, so you normally uh, need to do many stops uh, before the race um, to, to try and avoid having any issues. Alex, last thing for me. I had the pleasure, um, as I probably only told you 50 times in october i was in your hometown of barcelona which was absolutely beautiful i thought the people were fabulous the food i mean everything i cannot recommend it enough i thought it was one of the clearly one of the great cities in the world i know for a time you lived in indianapolis do you still call indianapolis home um and from the time that you did live here what's your favorite thing about indy yeah absolutely i live uh, in indianapolis it's my third year i believe yeah um i love it i mean the only thing i struggle a little bit more might be the weather compared to spain uh, i mean in spain we have an amazing weather and here now it's good but i mean we have a lot of cold for for a spanish guy um but uh, i don't know honestly i really like the area uh where i live the people as well um i don't know i just have my routine here with the team with the gym and i i love it here honestly we have a lot of fun um there's quite a lot of things to do during summer outdoors which i love so um yeah i'm i'm really happy here um if you guys could change a little bit the weather make it a bit warmer that would be welcome otherwise yeah, I'm still good. Yeah, we'll get well, yeah, we'll, we'll get our magic powers on that. Okay, last last one, Alex. Something I love to do during the month of May, particularly as the race inches closer. I love to watch like old finishes, particularly I feel like over the last 10 to 12 years we've had some great ones. You were part of that just a couple years ago with Elio, like I mentioned. Have you gone back and watched that finish in particular? And if so, how many times? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, more than I would say 50 times. Um, 15-5-0? Yeah, 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 for sure. Maybe more. I mean, I like to analyze everything. Um, at that time, honestly, I don't think I did something wrong. I just um, I just didn't really have the experience. It was my second Indy 500. But uh, yeah, before last year, 
Um, I wanted to get ready. I watched it many times, and this year I've been watching it quite a lot. It's painful, but honestly, you learn. You you try and say, okay, if I'm in that situation again, what should I change, or what can I try and do to to avoid getting overtaken or to try and pass? Um, and yeah, I agree with you that the last in the last ten years we had amazing finishes, and also it's it's really close to what we drive now in terms of downforce and power. Like if we go back 15 years ago, uh, they had different downforce and, and therefore the, the way they drive, it's a bit different, but yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll be ready for it. Um, and hopefully we can be happy once the, the race is finished. I think on YouTube, Alex, they actually have the last few laps of that duel with Castro Nevis uh, synced to the radio broadcast. So, you know, I would encourage you to partake in that just to accentuate the experience by <laughs> hearing the dulcet tones of the radio announcers for what it's worth. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we'll do it. Alex, congrats again. It was dominant over the weekend, and I know again in the car tomorrow, hopefully weather permitting, starts a pretty fun two weeks for you over at the Oval. So thank you for the time this morning. Good luck a week from Sunday, and uh, certainly we'll be rooting for you. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good one. 